0: I avsnitt 266 av Arsenal Göteborgs podcast med mig, Filip Tolf, kommer det se ut lite annorlunda idag. Det är nämligen så här. Vi har en engelsk gäst med. Tobias Oskar är i England, Irland, Storbritannien. Irland är inte med i Storbritannien. De är ju i... Jag har glömt vart de är. Just det, de är i Belfast as we speak. Så de är inte med. Så jag har en... Andrew Allen för tredje gången i podcasten. Men misströsta inte för Tobbe och Oskar har skickat en liten hälsning. Så den kommer i slutet. Så en liten stund så kommer ett snack med mig och Andrew Allen. Och vi snackar om varför Andrew blev Arsenal-supporter. Eller faktum är att vi börjar det snacket med att prata om den kommande Spurs-matchen. För det är ju det som är i luften nu mycket kommer ju att avgöras där och då så vi både börjar och slutar det snacket eh, med det och sen så pratar vi om hur Andrew blir avsnittlig awesome supporter eh, jag, eller sen snackar vi musik och jag ger två musiktips, mest riktade till Andrew men också till det andra och sen ger Andrew sitt eh, tips, jag undrar vad det är för låt han vill tipsa om Hm. Mm. Uh, och sen snackar vi om Artetas nya kontrakt, vi snackar om Amazons kommande dokumentär om Arsenal, vi snackar Lids matchen vi snackar om uh, Vengars första tid i Arsenal kontra den här tiden, kan man se några liknelser, några connections uh, och sen snackar vi om uh, oh, gud. det är så här, samma sak som var förra veckan när jag spelade in med Tobbe så glömde jag skriva anteckningar, jag har glömt det nu igen, så jag bara tar från luften Ja i alla fall, vi pratade om eh, Leeds och sen så pratade vi om att jag kanske borde skaffa en hund som heter Mohammed. Ja, undrar det er säkert varför och det kommer ni höra om ni lyssnar. Eh, jag låter det vara så tror jag så får ni höra själva vad jag snackar om. Min eh, dåliga engelska brillera ju som vanligt, men, men det är vad det är. Ni får ta det för vad det är helt enkelt. Vill ni veta mer om Arsenal Göteborg så surfar ni in på arsenalgoteborg.se eller besök våra sociala medier at Arsenal GBG på Twitter och Instagram. På Facebook så är det Arsenal Göteborg Forum. Det är en grupp. Eller Arsenal Göteborg så får ni en likesida om ni gillar det bättre. Så jag säger inte mycket mer Utan jag lämnar över till mig själv och Andrew Allen Och sen efter vårt snack Vi snackar i en timme, tio minuter där någonstans Så blir det en liten sån uh, Do up, do up, do up, do, 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 do up. Och sen kommer en hälsning från Tobbe Oskar Och rundar av podden Och sen uh, går av till utro. Så efter mig uh, Efter jag har snackat med Andrew Stäng inte av då Utan då kommer det mer från Tobbe Oskar uh, Ja bra Då kör vi. Here we go. Saka El Nenny. Saka El Nenny. Smith Rowe. Saka. Saka El Nenny. Smith Rowe. Saka. Hello, 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 and welcome to Arsenal Gothenburg podcast, a podcast for Arsenal fans, by Arsenal fans, to Arsenal fans, where emotions run the show. Uh, this time, this week, in English, and I'll tell you why, because we have welcome back to the show for the third time, a proper hat-trick, something Eddie and Ketje couldn't do, but more about that
1: later. It's Andrew Allen. Hello, Andrew. Hello, thanks for having me again. It's uh, It's always fun to be on the show.
0: How, uh, w- wait, I have to start like this. Andrew, are you well?
1: <laughs> You've caught me by surprise yeah. this time, because, uh, yeah, left field's not been on the air for a while. Uh, why's that? Uh,
0: I have to ask you. Sorry,
1: why's that? Oh, I could give you the story. I mean, basically, uh, Carhall, my co-host, he started uh, a new job in January, and it's, uh, it's quite kind of heavy going, and basically we made the decision in advance of him sort of starting that if he didn't have the time then we shouldn't put pressure on each other right now so we're just sort of letting him get into the groove and then uh, we might come back we might do a slightly different format okay uh, we haven't decided yet but we went for a few beers actually a few beers that turned into far too many beers <laughs> on uh friday night and um yeah we caught up and had a good discussion about it and yeah we'll see watch this space
0: so if you listen to this arsenal gotham podcast maybe maybe left are coming back to our
1: Maybe, joy, maybe. Our
0: joy, great, great, great. Um, but are you well? I it's am seri- very well. It's a serious question. Are you well, Andrew?
1: I'm very well. I- I've got to say, great. I'm very tired as well. Yesterday, mm. I found so draining. Um, we'll get on to the match, I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah. like, it's just been, it's been so stressful. And every game for the last few weeks has been so, so stressful. And on the edge of your seat. And everything is sort of coming to a climax now and there's excitement, and there's also fear, and I just, yeah, I think I've got a few sleepless nights in me before Thursday.
0: But isn't that, like, you're longing for this, you want this, right? Because the couple of seasons before, it's been like, eh, eh, uh, so this is what you want, but it's so fucking exhausting, do you know what I mean?
1: It's It's, it's absolutely what I want, and actually, because of the way things are playing out now, with the spurs game being effectively decisive you know or potentially decisive for yeah. us it's just sort of sort of on another level like we're now in a situation where there's a kind of potential hollywood ending and i didn't ever dare you know start dreaming of things quite like that um and you know you, you just sort of you start to get greedy don't you yeah yeah yeah. you sort of you know a few weeks ago if you'd told me that we'd be going into the into the Spurs game with a with an advantage of any sort I'd have you know snapped your hand off but you know on uh Saturday night when I was watching Spurs I was I was a bit gutted I have to say at the end of it that, yeah. that Liverpool you know hadn't hadn't got the win because I felt like that would have just been a kind of real dagger in the heart of Spurs and they can take quite a lot of heart I guess from a, a battling one-one draw away from home at, at, at anfield so yeah, I mean we're in a good place. I think that's the, the 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 key thing to to keep reminding myself at the moment. And in a weird way, even though I absolutely hope it doesn't happen, it's quite clear that there's you know something good happening at Arsenal at the moment. It's there's something good happening on the pitch. I feel there's something good happening off the pitch between the the, the fans and the players, and there's a sense of progress and. You know, the last time I, I came on the show, and certainly the first time I came on the show, you know, there was a fair <laughs> amount of doubts about that. You know, you hope yeah. to see progress, but there was no clear evidence of it at that point.
0: Do you remember your promise to me, Andrew? Uh,
1: um, no worries is. if you don't.
0: No worries if you don't. Because, like you said, uh, this is your third time on the show. Uh, yeah. The first time, yes, it was in the middle of the Emery era quotes
2: yeah
0: Uh, and I was down Oscar was down I think you was down Uh, you were down as well Um, and I was like everything is shit it's so fucking (laughs) shit It's shit 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 (laughs) and you said to me you said me don't worry Philip it's shit now but it's gonna get better I promise that was the first time Uh, the second time you're on the show uh, which was this season the second game I think we lost 2-0 at home against Chelsea if you remember yeah And I said, like, well, Andrew, you promised me everything was going to be fine. And it's still shit Uh, like like a joke. It it wasn't that good at the time either. But but now, Andrew, the third time on the show. And like you said, things are getting it's 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 almost so good. I I mean, I know we're not winning the league, but if you compared to the context like we were two seasons ago, one season ago, like in the start of the season, even things are so good like you wanted to pinch yourself do you know what i mean
1: yeah i mean when you you talk about football every day it's almost a bit like looking at yourself in the mirror you can't kind of necessarily see the change happening in front of you um and it's maybe only when you take a little bit of distance and look back at old pictures of yourself or you know listen back to old podcasts and what you were saying that you start to realize actually what's happening and there is there's positive momentum um, and, you know, I, I don't think we're done yet. I think this team has got, you know, a long way to go. I think there's good players we can bring in. We've obviously just nailed down the manager, which was like the big news this week. Um, what's what you know, your I thoughts
0: don't... about that? Sorry to interrupt you, but I, before we um, go, move on, what's your thoughts
1: about that? I mean, I, I had absolutely no doubts that they the club wanted to give him a new contract. Um, I think it was all really going to be about the timing and the circumstances of it. Um, I'm a little bit cynical about why they chose to do it now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see the advantages that they're talking about, which is obviously giving stability in the summer. But really, you can give stability in the summer and tell people behind the scenes if you're trying to get them to come to the club. That the manager is going to be there in advance of it going public, True. but you know, there's a documentary that's being filmed at the moment, and oh, this, really? is <laughs> this is this is it. This is huge news, right, for the club, and 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 if the last episode is going to cover this final section of the season, and the lasting impression you want is that Arsenal is a club that's going places, yeah, then getting the men's and the women's manager together and having them sign a contract on camera is is exactly what you do you don't wait to the end of the season when the cameras have gone and then True. announce something like this True. a so, bit a bit cynical isn't it it's a bit cynical but yeah. i'm also i mean you know we're in the clubs in an entertainment business and i think they need to read the the, the, the room i mean mm. if you're going to make a documentary like this you're only going to make it once every you know, maybe a decade or something, because no one will want to hear from Arsenal on the all-or-nothing series again for a while after this. But you have got this one opportunity; you've got to maximise it. True. And true. if you know, I don't know if you watch that Drive to Survive Netflix thing about Formula One ever. Nope. I mean, I was, I was not a, I'm not a Formula One fan whatsoever. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for kind of a documentary that kind of goes under the skin of a sport and gives you an idea about it on another level and suddenly makes you sort of go, oh, actually, maybe I'm interested. Uh I kind of see this documentary playing that role for... It's not really for Arsenal fans at the moment, although Arsenal fans at the moment will watch it, but for people around the world who have a passing interest in football, this is an opportunity to grab their attention and say, this is the club that I want. And, you know, like any TV programme, you need there to be a narrative arc. And I don't think... The script writers, aside from Arsenal you know winning the league, could have really got a much better narrative arc than what they're getting at the moment, which is the club was absolutely down on its knees and you know being buried by everybody in those opening months. And here they are potentially you know able to qualify for the Champions League, which was above and beyond the aim for the season, and to do it on potentially you know the biggest uh, stage of all, which is their rivals ground. Um, you've got you know the players coming of age, mm-hmm. a manager um, earning the respect of the supporters, you know, the songs are being sung about him every week now. Um, it's dramatic, and I think the club must have tuned into that and gone, "Oh, you know, if, if we're going to create or at least go for the big Hollywood ending, we've got to take this chance now. We've got to get the manager on board and tell everybody in the world that he's sticking around for a few more years, come and join the journey." yeah, because
0: it really is like a Hollywood journey, like you said, like the beginning of the season. we were I don't know if you like rem- remember this, I don't uh, remember this uh, that much, but we were lost, you know, we were lost at the table and Spurs first i don't I don't want to bring up dark memories no, but but when you think about it, and now we're f- fighting for Champions League against Spurs. And everything that happened jesus christ i i don't want i do want to watch this document documentary uh, i haven't really thought about it but now when you talk about it it's um it's a lot of exciting stuff
1: yeah i think i think there's some i think there's some potentially i mean it won't just be a kind of straight up you know these are the stories that we all know about they'll pick some kind of interesting human interest stuff behind the scenes i think we'll probably learn a little bit more about how the the club is run and some of the decision making at least i would expect that to be the case yeah um and it, yeah it should be it should be interesting but obviously <laughs> i don't i don't know how much i want to watch it if if everything goes to shit in the next three weeks but um I, you know i probably would even you know all the same um yeah look it's um it, it, yeah it is funny thinking back to those beginning of the season I mean what you always seem to forget with the football season is just actually how long it's it goes really on long for it's really long how many, yeah how many twists and turns yeah and you know when you're coming up to December and yeah. January and you're not doing well for example it feels like an utter age to the end of the season yeah and um, but here we are now <clears throat> and here we are now and and and, and opportunity knocks you know <sighs> Big it's uh, it's it, it really is the kind of an opportunity for these players to put a marker in the ground and just say we are here, you know, announce themselves on the on the big stage. And God, if we can get back in the Champions League and give some of these guys the chance to go and like play against the teams that are in that competition, the confidence I think that they'll take from that will be huge. Yeah, because you know, I I think we can mix it with some of those teams. I don't think you know I'm not going to turn around and say that Arsenal are going to. You know, go storming through the the Champions League, but you you only have to look at like a team like Villarreal recently, who you know knocked us out on the way to the final or winning the Europa League last season. You know, they're a perfectly capable unit, but they're not like the world's you know most amazing side and. You know, Benfica had a pretty good run in that tournament mm-hmm. as well, and we knocked them out of the Europa League. So, you know, I think there's there's reasons for us to believe that if we get back into this, we could actually do something. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, yeah, I'm just excited about that potentially. Um, in a weird way, you right. know, if we do end up in the Europa League, for example, it it would probably be the stepping stone, which is, I mean, I think we'd be a bit impatient. But I also think it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for, you know, squad building, giving minutes to players and stuff. I just think now that they now that the opportunity is there, we just got to we've got to get we've got to get Champions League.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. Because that's the thing. Like in the beginning of the season, I've always said I'm happy with six six plates. Just go back to Europa League. I'm so happy with that. Uh, but now, when we are so close to Champions League, and if knock on wood no but anyhow and if um, we don't make it to Champions League and we go to Europa League I, I would feel like a loss you know like we lost Champions League uh, instead of like my big like my thoughts in the first place like mm. Europa League would be something good but if we do get Europa League now it would be but I don't know how to put it in English but it's t- twist and turns you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah yeah, I mean it's it, it, I mean it's completely natural to you know update your expectations that's the thing update your change.
0: expectation exactly that was the word I was looking you know,
1: for and I think I think there's there's nothing wrong it's completely natural to do that like the club's expectations are probably different now mm-hmm. than they were you know at christmas time um so yeah I mean big 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 couple of weeks big big well big week really um because let's you know that if we pontificate about the potential you know even if we lost to spurs on thursday right going away to newcastle is not a place i'd you know you know a few months ago maybe i'd have been you know thinking that's a good game for mm-hmm. us but um they've obviously got pretty good at home and uh, they, they've developed some momentum. I know they got spanked by Manchester City at the weekend and stuff, and but maybe they're it. just sort of a little bit in the middle of the table now and thinking about the beach and, you know, spending a load of money on players in the summer. But, um, yeah, it still makes me nervous, that, that that potential game.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's no walk in the park uh, left. And the last game, Everton, they're fighting for survival. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you can't I take mean, anything for granted.
1: You can't. And... Uh, I mean, this this is obviously. I mean, we're talking a lot about fourth place. There's this is very funny situation where you know Chelsea could play Leeds uh, on. I think it's on Wednesday, isn't it? I think it and, is. And uh, you know, if Ch- if Chelsea lost, because obviously Leeds themselves are, are now desperately scrapping to to, to stay up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that that then opens the door for third. Why not get really greedy?
0: Yeah, w- wasn't it Ramsdale like <laughs> last week after the West Ham win? He was like, "Yep, yeah, we're aiming for third now."
1: Yeah, I mean, why look, shouldn't I mean, they? I, exactly, and you know, you look. I, I, I made the point today that if Arsenal did win all three of the remaining games of the season, they'd have had twenty-four wins in uh-huh. a season. When the Invincibles got ninety points, they only had twenty-six. There's only two more wins. Oh, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, the Invincibles didn't lose it. You know, any games, and we've lost eleven. But... Have we lost eleven games? <laughs> we've lost eleven games. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You know. Yeah, it's kind of really funny because you kind of almost forget about some of them because, you know, we had the three at the beginning and then yeah. we had the three recent ones. Yeah. But then they were still in between. There was sort of silly things like, you know, the defeat to Everton, the defeat to Liverpool, you know. They, Manchester yeah, they, United, Manchester City. Manchester United, yeah. yeah. I mean, just... I mean, 11 games is was always going to be too, you know, too many really to, to make an impact. It's just interesting seeing that Pretty much everybody else below us is, you know spurs have lost 11 united have lost 11 western have lost 13. oh um but you know city liverpool three and two respectively you know that really is the kind of you know that's what you have to do these days to to, to win the title when we were doing it obviously we we went invincible but Woo-hoo. in 2001 2002 yeah. you know we lost a few games in 97 98 we lost six i think oh uh, before was- christmas uh-huh. you know so um, yeah, I mean, we've got to change those those defeats, those silly defeats into into draws at least, because that, that could help us. But yeah. there's a potentially decent points total on offer now. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we'll get 12 points from 12. I mean, but if we did, that would take us up to... Uh, sorry, it's only nine points, isn't it, actually? 75 points we could end on, which is, you know, not bad.
0: If we do get 74 points seventy-five? You said.
1: Yeah, I think it's seventy-five. We're on sixty-six oh. now. We've got nine potentially up for grabs. Yeah.
0: So, uh, if, but the thing is, we just have to win. <laughs> just have to <laughs> yeah. win against the Spurs away uh, on Thursday. And yeah, if we it's do it's that, done.
1: yeah, I, I don't mind us putting children out to to go and play the last two games. Whatever you know, I just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's like lads, um, it's
0: Spurs. Come on.
1: Yeah well yeah yeah um I don't know if you know any spurs fans i've got a few who are quite nervous about it all but they, i don't, um i don't you know, know any spurs fans
0: the thing is i just know base arsenal fans basically just a couple of liverpool fans and they are all they are okay liverpool fans like uh, otherwise liverpool fans <laughs> could be a bit um how do you say
1: um yeah they can be a bit unbearable sometimes yeah, yeah you know? that's the right yeah. word uh, but look, um, Andrew,
0: we're getting uh, uh, ahead of ourselves. Um, I, th- I thought I we're going right. to go back to the beginning of my beautiful schedule. Uh, hello, sure. Os- Oscar, Sorry. if you're listening, Oscar, love my schedule. Um, and maybe we can talk more about Spurs at the at the end. So we do it chrono- chronological. Um, yeah, I think that makes sense. So, Andrew, how, when, and where did you become an Arsenal supporter? Um, I, I know was... I know that we asked this question to you before, but the thing is, we have a couple, uh pretty much new uh, listeners, so I thought we introduce you to the yeah. people who don't don't know know you. So, Andrew, how when and where did you become an Arsenal supporter?
2: Um,
1: well, I was I was born into a family of Arsenal uh, supporters, so I guess in that respect, I was lucky and cursed all in one. Um, I didn't really have much of a choice when it came to. Um, who I was going to support. You know, I was already wearing Arsenal kits before I was able to make the decision for myself. And, you know, obviously you wouldn't change it. But, um, yeah, I think I think I went to my first game in 1987. I think my dad oh. took me to. And then um, I don't really remember that at all. But I do start to remember the games um, in the sort of the late 90s and early 90s. So really when, when Anders Limpar came... Um, you know he was kind of my sort of favorite favorite player just before Ian Wright came and um you know I used to you know always want to be Anders and uh I would go to the north bank and it would still be standing then and I'd sit on the kind of what they call the crush barrier mm-hmm. and I'd barely be able to see anything and you know there'd be all these swear words and everything kind of going around and you're only like six or seven years old and stuff and um, yeah, it's just it's in- w- intoxicating, isn't it? That kind of atmosphere. Yeah. You just, was it
0: like the scene in Fever Pitch? You know, when he bring his girlfriend to Highbury. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Do scene you know I'm what? talking about?
1: Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, right, there was a situation. So in 1992, I can p- remember this vividly. My brother and I. So I would have been nine. My brother would have been five. And my dad said, "Oh, well, why don't we take both of them?" And he suggested to my mum that we 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 go to to Highbury. And it was standing up and Arsenal were playing uh, Notts County, I think mm-hmm. it was, and it was freezing cold. It was a terrible game. I think Ian Wright scored, but my mum found it, it, yeah, found it utterly miserable, and she basically vowed never to go to another football game ever again. And then after we moved to the Emirates, she uh, she she got curious about it because she thought, well, obviously it can't be as crappy as like standing up in the freezing cold, you know, a nice new stadium. Yeah. And she uh, she got hooked. So now she sits next to me at the Emirates um, and has her own season ticket and everything. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was exactly like that scene, like trying to persuade, you know, someone of the other sex to try and enjoy themselves in a situation where people are just barging around, moving. Um, You know, it was all rather aggressive and not yeah not very not very fun, especially with two kids.
0: Uh, I can I can see that. Uh, I brought my girlfriend to an Arsenal game. Uh, I think it was the last game of the season, 2019. We played Bryson nice. at home. You know, one-one. If we yeah. would have win, we made it to the Champions League. But we draw one-one, and it was exactly like that scene. We sat in the north bank, and and you can imagine by yourself, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought my. I've only taken my girlfriend to one game, and it was the last game. Uh, before uh, the country went into lockdown, so that one-nil mm. win against West Ham. Yeah. And I'm basically like, well, if you <laughs> you came to one game and then football was basically banished for like okay. six months, there's no way I can take you to another one. You're a bad omen. You're a bad omen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Um, do you got a, every, uh, any favorite player from that era? You mentioned Limpar, Ian Wright, and <laughs> yeah. Else? I mean,
1: you know, Paul Paul Merson was another one. Yeah. I really liked kind of you know, as you always do when you're a kid, like the the kind of dazzling attacking players. Yeah. I like guys who dribbled with the ball and Limpar and, and Paul Merson both were, were very good at that and scored spectacular goals. I was actually, I was there for the, I was on the North Bank when Limpar did the, you know, when he lobbed uh, the Liverpool goalkeeper yep, yep, in 1992 yep, yep. from about, you know, 50 yards or whatever it was. Yep. And, you know, that goal is just sort of imprinted on my, you know, My my retina, as it were, like I can never not remember that goal. Um, And then kind of obviously as as the team developed under Arsene Wenger, you know, it's just hard not to look at players like Vieira and Bergkamp and and Henri. They were just, you know, superb players. It was just the greatest time to be an Arsenal fan. I was at university, I was in London, Um, I was able to get to games and the football was amazing and you know for me there's a sort of four year period in my life where it just felt like watching arsenal was just you know being being on a, on on a drug of some sort it was incredible you know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but um yeah you have to sort of well, I kept reminding myself at the time that it was never gonna stay that good. I just didn't think there would end up being a sixteen year hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> True. for another league title. Uh,
0: you mentioned Arsen Wenger there. Um and I um I was guest in Arsenal Malmö's podcast uh, last week. And I, I you nice. know, I was rambling on blabbling babbling and I said something without thinking about it. Uh and then afterwards I thought to myself, damn Philip, that was pretty damn good thinking of you. Um <laughs> And, and here's the thing. Uh, we talked about the atmosphere in the, the team uh, today, right? It's positivity mm. and the ap- atmosphere. And uh, it, we got something good going on, right? You agree? Absolutely. Yeah. And you, who were around uh, when Wenger came and Wenger's early days, can you find a comparison uh, with the early Wenger days with the optimism? Like, we got a f- good thing going on now. We got a new s- exciting manager, new exciting players. With... T- t- the team today like we got new exciting players we got a young manager the team is rattling around uh, do, do you understand what yeah i, I mean to? i i
1: i get what you're saying i mean i in in a weird way like <clears throat> while arsenal had a, a bit of a, a a drop-off the the period between george graham going and arsene wenger coming you know the team it was a very different type of team. The style of football changed, but the success was sort of still there and within touching distance. So, you know, we'd obviously been um, Cup Winners Cup winners under George Graham. We'd won, you know, FA Cup and League Cup. That, You know, it wasn't that long ago that we'd won, a, 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 you know, two league titles in the space of three seasons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we didn't get to a point, I don't think, between everything being so bad and then obviously getting so good under Wenger in terms of results. I mean, there was one bad season, you know, we came something like 12th in the league, but even then we got to the final of the cup winners cup again. So, you know, we were mixing it with, with the big teams. The drop off recently has just been, you know, I think the drop off has been more frustrating mostly Mm -hmm. because the path that we were on, you know, changing stadium and all the rest of it, all of the gambles and the risks that we were taking were supposed to lead us in a, in an upwards trajectory. And, we kind of got things wrong um for many many different reasons i mean you know there are all sorts of complications and i think when it comes to you know optimism and a sense of things happen, i mean the fact that by the tail end of the wenger era and some of the emery stuff and with social media everything was kind of blown out of proportion a bit more It was more spoken about um there was more attention on everything Back in the late 90s, without any of that stuff, the only people you really talked to about football were maybe your family and a couple of your friends. Now you talk to the the whole world at any one point and the whole world is shouting what they think is going on. So everything just feels a little bit more kind of intense. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, there was definitely a sense of something's going on under Wenger. I think when people... Actually, even before Wenger arrived, when Vieira signed, because the guy just made an absolute you know instant impact yeah. um you know dennis bergkamp was already there doing dennis bergkamp things but like gold it was, stuff yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. i mean but there were just some there were some young guys coming through i guess like uh like anelka mm-hmm. and yeah. um and 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 Vieira were the two i mean they were obviously brought in from abroad yeah um, but they they were suddenly people and and they were athletes in the, in a, in a way that we hadn't really seen for a while. Yeah. you know, they, and they were tenacious and they were good and um, yeah. I mean, I think there was a level of optimism there. I mean, the, the fact is that that title that Arsenal won in 97-98 really was hugely unexpected. You know, they really were nowhere near um, Manchester United. Uh, coming into Christmas, we lost a game I think it was on something like the 12th of December, maybe the 13th of December in 1997 and I think we went 12 points behind United we lost 3-1 to Blackburn and you know as the, as the saying goes there was, or well, the story goes is that the the players all had a massive bust up afterwards at a Christmas party or something and sort of thrashed everything out and mm-hmm. after that they, they kind of got better, um, turned things around and the run they went on was just incredible no one was expecting it and um, I think that day that they won the league against Everton with the sun shining and everything, there was a bit of that vibe yesterday. Yeah. You know, it's when the spring comes in and you get those sunny days and everyone's in their, you know, in the red shirts and, yeah, um, yeah pulling in the same direction, urging the team to just kind of get them over the line. Yeah.
0: Because it th- yeah, because the thing is, I wasn't around uh, in uh, '98. I started to support. Oh, oh, I did start support Arsenal in '98, but I was like eight years old, and I yeah, didn't exactly, no yeah. Yeah. understand. But I think thought about it n- now, uh, like it it had to be like the similar atmosphere. Everyone was gathered around the team, no divided fans. Do you know what I mean? But um, it mm. was just a thought I had. Like it had to be something like that at that yeah. time, like it is now. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I, there there's I there was no way as I don't think the divisions weren't so deep but when the when the positive positivity kicks in um, and people start to realize that they're seeing something special yeah I mean that's that's very powerful like yeah. it really gets the heartstrings going and um, yeah I mean hopes <laughs> hopes a dangerous thing but it's also incredible right yeah definitely um, definitely
0: uh yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, Every podcast, Andrew, we usually do Metal Monday because uh, Oscar and Tobias, uh, which couldn't be here today because I think they are in Belfast at the time. Um, Right, okay. Yeah, they're big metal fans. They're following a metal band around the UK uh, in every concert. And so I don't know the name of the band. I totally forgot that. But I think today since oh, or andrew are you a metalhead are you into metal we can do metal in uh, uh
1: i think my metal days are, are, are way 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 behind me i All went right. to a few kind of like f- festivals and stuff when i was you know 15 16 i i saw things like was it no effects and stuff like that you know kind of uh, God, I wouldn't even know how to describe the music anymore. But, um, yeah, those days of mosh pits are gone. I'm an old man now. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> I think if you put me in a mosh pit today, I'd be more concerned about the state of my shoes afterwards than I would be, you know. Yeah, same else.
0: with me. Same. I, w- I would be uh, worried about my, about my spine, you know. Don't push me. Don't push me. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Let me get my Uh, because I was thinking to do this we can do music Monday instead not metal Monday but music Monday Uh, and the thing is we um, tip uh, give advice for a song that we think is good to our listeners no more complicated than that and I was thinking about this uh, back and forth back and forth but I've decided Andrew is it alright if I go first
1: yeah absolutely go for it
0: great Um, and the thing is I have two songs and okay. yeah I'm cu- curious if you can see the theme of it uh, the first <laughs> song uh, the first song is uh, it's getting better man
1: with Oasis oh yeah 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 Yeah, I, I, I did like a bit of Oasis back in the day
0: uh, one of my favorite bands they are so freaking, yeah. freaking fucking good uh, the second song is also by one of my favorite band the Beatles and it's called nice. getting better
1: I see the theme. Yeah,
0: Uh, we already spoke about it. It's uh, based on your promise to me that things are gonna get better, which they now are. So thank you very much, Andrew.
1: Oh, you know, my pleasure. It was all my work, obviously. Yeah, all my work. One hundred percent. I don't, I don't know that I necessarily shared the same positivity that I gave out on the show at times. You know, judging by some of the things I tweeted in the worst moments, as we all do. But um, I'm dark. waiting for someone to drag me up on all of that once we've actually done something, you know, confirmed good.
0: Yeah, those were the dark days. Um, and over to you. Which song do you want to recommend, and why is it uh, the angel? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it had to be that, really, yeah. didn't it? Just 100 from the timing. I mean, what a couple of weeks that guy has had, Louis Dunford. I mean, he's gone from being you know a, a sort of up and coming artist to suddenly being known by the entire Arsenal fan base across the world to meeting all of the players this week, being invited to the training ground, meeting the manager, to this club playing the song yeah. uh, you know before yesterday's game and and not just playing the song, but you know he's there in an executive box watching all these people. and then just as the chorus kicks in, just spine tingling. All these people knew the words and I just was like I was like, Wow because mm-hmm. so we were talking about it pre game and we were like, Well people actually know the words though. Like some people, you know, maybe it's just a Twitter thing, maybe it's just sort of the internet and you know, actually all the people who are in the ground won't have a clue what's what the words are and all the rest of it. And it and it just took off. Mm-hmm. And I I was I I haven't experienced something like that before a game in a long like in a long time. Long, long time. Um, I felt really emotional. And um, I mean, I think probably everybody right now will have seen the the video of uh, Louis Dunford kind of watching it. And he himself looks like he's, you know, choking up and going to wipe away a, a tear and stuff. And I just I just was thinking about him in that exact moment, just like, how mad must that be? How surreal must that be for you? Um, and, you know, obviously the, the song itself is just in, in, incredibly catchy. Amazing. I wasn't, Yeah, and I I wasn't sure how the club was going to deal with the fact that some of the lyrics are pretty rude and there's swearing in it. And in the end, they just kind of blanked out the swear words as the song went along yesterday. Um, I also wasn't sure how, because it's quite, you know, lyrics between the the, the chorus, there's a lot of them. It goes on quite a while. Like, how you almost kind of... You need, with a football chant, you kind of want there to be constant momentum, you can't mm-hmm. kind of wait 45 seconds for people you know, they do the chant, then they listen for 45 seconds with a terrible tannoy system at the Emirates, so you can't even really make out the lyrics, and then ask them to go again, but they did um, Must have been amazing, uh, must have been amazing It was It was as I said, It was. it was sort of a real spine-tingling moment, and I think they were really clever timing it as they did, which was literally right before kickoff so the players were out they'd stripped off their track suits um they knew that there was about a minute and a bit while the coin toss took place and usually in that time they they kind of run through the squad and go you know number 13 aaron ramsdale or whatever it's It's not number 13 is he? 30 yeah i'm so used to the second goalkeepers (laughs) wearing 13 because i'm old um you know anyway and that's what they usually do and they just didn't they just sort of abandon that and just put all focus on this knowing i guess that pretty much everyone would be in their seats by that point most people and yeah. um they did it really well i mean i i guess the, the the next thing will be to see if they if they do it again and what i you, guess
0: what do you think about you know? that are they too late to back I, I, down or was it just one thing quince, uh one thing tyre do you know was it one I, thing I,
1: I, I, I suspect, given the reaction and the fact that, I mean, from what I could see, people were into it. That they they will definitely give it another go for Everton. They have um, to do it. They have to. I, if yeah. you
0: if you ask me, they have to do it for every home game home game now till eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, because well, it's I mean... it's so good. It's so you know it unites unites the fans. It unites the team. It unites everyone. And finally, we got something to you know. Once again, something to rattle about, something to unite yeah. under. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's been too long. So I think I think and hope this was just the first time, and because they uh, they're gonna be idiots if they don't do it again. It I, can I, only I get better.
1: I think they will do it again because I think um, there'll be enough clamor and interest in it for the last game of the season at least, and then. I think they then have a decision to make, you know, do they speak to the the artist and ask him to record a version where maybe the swear words aren't in it mm-hmm. just so that they can play a version that doesn't sort of cut out, which is a bit weird when you're listening to music in a live venue True. Um, or or maybe there's almost a kind of like a sort of I'm not asking for him to put Arsenal related words into it but like a kind of a, a bridged or amended version that can be kind of used specifically for for a kind of condensed match day experience because you know people because people people you know may well be able to appreciate the the, the kind of quick fire poetic lyrics that happen you know all of his observations and all the rest of it like when they're listening through their speakers at home and stuff but, you know if you're trying to build an atmosphere. I think, um, yeah, it, it kind of... It, it needs to sort of kind of come in waves, but slightly quicker. Yeah. They actually they actually played it again at the end of the match. I and saw I that. Don't, I heard that, yeah. I don't know that it actually worked quite as well um, because, again, it was like a music. some music came on and it takes about a minute to get to the chorus. So you kind of like, in that exact moment when the full-time whistle goes, what you really is, you know, you just want the ch- the crowd just doing its own thing like just hyping up with Arsenal Arsenal or something like that I agree and I this agree. sort of like the music came on and it was kind of weird it was like people were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and it was like this kind of they would picked the wrong soundtrack for the moment which was obviously huge relief um, are then you
0: are you saying we're going back to Sweet Caroline is that what you're saying No <laughs> no 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 no,
1: <laughs> no I mean I'm uh, I hate that song Yeah I always have. <laughs> Um, I know that Amy Lawrence always sort of jokes and writes about how much she she hates it. The uh, the athletic journalist, um, yeah, I, I just find it a bit weird, especially as it's about a dead president's daughter. You know, yeah, like it's a child. Really weird. Really weird. It's really weird. So yeah, no, I mean, uh, I don't. You know, I don't know in the exact moment after the whistle goes, you need to play anything necessarily. Like the crowd has. A level that, of energy. Yeah, they're doing their stuff. You know, in the in, in the
0: end, you don't need it, especially after the win. You don't need anything to you know energize the crowd. They're energized by themselves.
1: Yeah, uh, but and, um, I, I think it will. I think it will be around to stay.
0: Hope so. Hope so. Um, I got one more question uh, about the song, and it's sort of go into the game against Leeds. Leeds. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about the Leeds game? <laughs> or, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, All right, they played the song before kickoff, yeah? Yeah. Um, The whole Emirates, maybe not the whole Emirates song, but a a few couple of thousands, yeah?
1: Yeah, lots of people song.
0: Yeah. Do you think that the team felt this and got very, what do you say, energized about this? Because at the beginning of the Leeds game, uh, yesterday's game, they were on fire the first 15, 20 minutes. Do you think that there was something about the song? Or just Arteta before the game was like now you go out and you run like hell like you never did before and we cut them by surprise because I, mean, I think I... I think I think and uh that the song did something to them like the they I don't know I think so
1: I, I I I'm inclined to agree I mean I think you you you'd struggle not even as a player to to realize what's happening in that particular moment um. You know there was a real electricity about the place yeah and you know leeds fans are very loud in their own right and yesterday you know they were all wearing uh free t-shirts that are being provided by their club um i think to kind of uh you know recognize that i think one of their players stuart dallas had suffered a bad injury and they were kind of sending their support to him and leeds fans are always loud they're always on the beers they're always there to kind of um you know make mischief and support their team and Arsenal fans completely drowned them out Mm. in that beginning bit I think if they were you know any Leeds fan visiting the Emirates if they'd done so because we played Leeds a lot over the course of the last few years they would have been able to recognize hang on a minute this place is a lot louder a lot more intimidating than it has been in a long long time Um, possibly even ever actually like I think we're getting to a point with the atmosphere Where the crowd, when it's on, it is is able to produce some of the best atmospheres that we've had in the entire time we've been in there in 15 years, Um, and I think that 100% plays into the favour of the home players. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, how could you not be charged up about, uh, you know, when you've got so much, you know, support behind you? Um, I think Leeds were sloppy obviously mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to say the least they've, <laughs> they've they they they've kind of played completely into arsenal's hands i mean playing back passes as they did even though someone like eddie Nketiah is around and they, is known to be the type of person who chases down a goalkeeper it's just yeah. silly it's the type of thing you do when you're kind of in relegation trouble and your decision making kind of goes you know completely mad um yeah, the players fed off it, and that for the first 15 20 minutes, I was like, Wow, like how many goals are we going to score here yeah. today?
0: Yeah, I was thinking the same, especially when they got the, their uh, red card. I was like, Yeah, laying, laying yeah, yeah, down yeah. in my couch and putting up my
1: feet and bring it on 10 0. I want to see 10 nil now, bring it on. Yeah. People around me, you know, I heard many different conversations, which is people reaching for their phones, looking at the league table and calculating how much better oh. Spurs' mm. goal difference was than Arsenal. And then people were like, OK, so we need like another five. And, there, you know, there was this sort of weird underlying, you know, classic football fan optimism that suddenly kicks in.
2: Yeah.
1: And then, you know, I mean, I don't know where you want to start with the game, but as it as it edged on, that optimism kind of just gave way completely to nervousness everywhere like there was a sh- incredible tension in the place and i i i mean i fed into that i just yeah. couldn't you know it's, it's sort of symbiotic isn't it like if if the if the players are able to feed off an electric atmosphere at the beginning they also get very very tense when the crowd does that yeah and, yeah, um, yeah i agree i agree because every- the thing
0: the thing is we like i said any ketia one nil uh sloppy goalkeeper um and ketia two nil uh, yay Good goal, by the way. Good assist really by Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they got the red card, which is by like the clearest red card you have ever seen. But <laughs> the ref yeah. feels like you have to check the monitor. All oh, right, you do that. And uh, that's a red card. Um, so 2 0 in half time. And you know, I was thinking, the 10 0, come on, bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and in the second half, um, I, I, be, because when you think about it now, like 24 hours later or so, uh, I just remember the really, you know, nervy part—the last ten minutes, fifteen minutes or so. But in the second half, when I think about it again, you know, watched some highlights, uh, and so we were not playing bad in the second half. We were creating chances. We we could have, you know, been up, not with ten mm. nil, but you know, with five nil, with a little luck and a little better um, shooting, and so. So we were not playing bad, but we have unluck Had uh, we we were unlucky, so to speak. And Leeds got one corner, and there you go, 2 1.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was. um, I think, you know, personally, I was starting to get a bit frustrated towards the end of the first half because there was this bit of me which, you know, what happens with a 2 0 game at half time. You know, the manager gets you in, he basically says, with 10 men, just keep it tight for a bit, try and keep the score down. If you get one chance, nick that, and then, you know, who knows what could happen. And it was almost like, you know, I'd gone through that playbook in my head. Leads come out, they keep tight, they manage to keep us at bay, and as you say, yeah, they get that corner. We never concede from corners.
0: (laughs) So they said. So they said.
1: So, so you said apparently yeah like, yeah yeah. I no do, I yeah Yep. so I mean yeah when that went in suddenly everybody was freaking out yeah like it was I mean I know that Arteta's like you just said you know he was saying well actually we, we did pretty well you know we kept them at bay they didn't really create kind of too many uh counter-attack opportunities um it didn't feel like that at the time it just felt like people were getting very frustrated that we couldn't just score the third goal that would just allow us all to chill out a little bit.
0: Yeah, and th- and, um, and that's the thing. Like, in, in real time, watching the game, I was, like, n- n- nervous as you. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? What's happening? But now we were thinking about ba- thinking back about it. We played good, and we had a couple of chances, but we're really unlucky.
1: So, um... <laughs> I mean, the thing is... You, I mean, the, the, those last 15, 20 minutes, all I remember is... Is the, the sort of half opportunities that Leeds had. And then obviously that crazy moment at the end where yeah, yeah. Melier goes up, the ball gets kind of cleared into the centre of midfield, and then he wins that tackle. And you're thinking, go on, Pepe, like there's basically nobody there in front of you. All you've got to do is sort of belt the ball down the wing and put it into an empty net. I know that, that no one ever actually scores in those circumstances. Except
0: Limpar, except Limpar.
1: It was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was just, you know. Everybody was just like freaking out, and the wow. nervousness was just incredible because, you know, I think even, um, is it Albert Stevenberg, the, the, the assistant coach, yep. gave Pepe an absolute kind of rollicking in that particular moment for cutting inside and getting tackled? And, um, it was unbearable and the the, the last couple of moments where the ball was played into the box there was the header that could have gone in there was even with the last kick of the game i think there was a ball over the top and you know were it not for a foul by the player i don't know which of the Leeds players it was you know gabriel was kind of sweeping up back there but oh you know i know that i saw that james gunner blog james has posted Mm -hmm. a video um saying that he had to just go and take a walk he left his seat and was walking around in the concourse um my mum basically spent the last five minutes with her eyes closed she mm. just mm. you know couldn't watch it but i think in many respects that's almost worse isn't it because all you can hear is the crowd um yeah it was uh oh, horrible yes. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially you know we, we should be getting used to it
0: yeah we should we should we should and isn't it the thing like you've seen this a couple of times before arsenal dropping points in the in the end so you d- you basically knew what's what was coming, but not if you know what yeah. I
1: mean. Yeah, I mean it's it's um it's it's PTSD as they say, post-traumatic stress yes. syndrome. You know, we're uh, we're all just conditioned by what's happened in the past, and we sort of naturally fear the worst. I guess.
0: Uh, are you talking about me now? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sums up me perfectly. Uh, yeah, like like you said, that header you know, was it the last minute? It had to be. Oh it, it is, basically it is millimeters if you got that ball yeah. a millimeter otherwise on his head it's 2-2 two, two.
1: Oh. and and you just know the nature of you know being 2-0 ahead against 10 men mm. that if you drop points in those circumstances your whole season's gone yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. the whole yeah. narrative just switches to negativity you know arsenal have pissed it away they've given up the you know that's that's like this could happen in any game but because of the you know the fact that we're into the final three games, four games. Mm. You know the Spurs game is coming up next, and the lead that we have over them is just there, but you know wouldn't be very big. Like all of that was just layered in on top, just to make. You know, I, I uh, they need to get some more of those, um, you know, heart attack machines around the the Emirates. I think because by the by the end of the season, people are going to need them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Instead of you know shirts like Leeds fans had. Every Arsenal fan <laughs> should have a heart, heart machine. <laughs> um, Free. I, th- I, I thought about something. Um, Leeds went down to ten men, right in the first half. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you thought about this, but in the second half, the Leeds player were, uh, how do you say this? Uh, they, they tried to, you know, get, get stuck yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I don't know if if you thought about this uh, at he, the moment, yeah. But
1: it seemed pretty obvious yeah. um, during the game yesterday that they would do everything they could to kind of leave a foot in on him or give him a push after you know the ball had gone or just badmouth him, anything mm-hmm. attempt to to kind of wind him up. I think it was a I think it was a clear ploy. They thought if we can get them down to ten men as well, we'll then maybe, maybe we've a got a chance. Exactly. Exactly. And um, fair play to Jacker. I mean, he didn't really rise to it too much. There was a moment when I thought, Oh my god, here we go, like someone go and take him away. And to be fair, Erdegaard did that. Like he played a very kind of captain's role in that moment yeah. and sort of did his best to lead, you know, lead him away. Um you know, Leeds could easily, I thought, have gone down to nine off the back of some of the challenges in the first half. Rafinha was I mean, he was crazy to be screaming yeah. at the referee the way he was. Um, you know, and they, but they, they really kind of. I know that last week they kicked Man City all over the place, mm-hmm. and they did kind of come across like you know the dirty Leeds of the nineteen seventies. It was sort of, sort of traditional Leeds performance. Um, I don't really like Leeds United very much. I know that. I know that. Yeah, I was just waiting lot. for it. I was just waiting for it. I've been, I've been quite kind of polite. It's it. The thing is, right? It's it's a purely personal thing there's no kind of real reason for it aside from some you know weird personal things that happened growing up you know interactions with Leeds fans and whatnot and um, I just now have this kind of ridiculous brudge against them you can, um, say, you can just say fuck them you can just say fuck them so my, my entire season has been geared around two priorities basically Arsenal doing well and Leeds doing badly so <laughs> yesterday to send them into the relegation zone was a pretty sweet moment for me
0: What if Arsenal get fourth, fourth place or third place and Leeds
1: get relegated? Are you popping two bottles? (laughs) (laughs) I I think if Leeds go down, there'll certainly be uh, a a celebratory tweet from me, at least. If it's followed by Champagne, then, you know, it's possible.
0: (laughs) As it should, as it should. Um, I don't know about you, but I. uh, if anything else from the game that you want to talk about, if... We talked about pretty much, you know, the goals, the atmosphere, the red card, anything yeah, else you no, want
1: to... I, 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 I think I'm I'm, I'm happy, pretty yeah. much ready to, to move on. Three, three good points, to say the least. Oh, so important. Yeah. I mean, more than anything, it gives us a buffer. So while we're very, very tense about Thursday night... Spurs fans are going to be even more tense because they have to win
0: yeah 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 definitely and we're gonna um, th- we're gonna talk uh, more against uh, about the Spurs game in a while but first uh, Andrew we're gonna talk uh, more about the Leeds game and the especially three players of the Leeds game we're gonna go into the segment of the show called uh, top three season of the player where you okay. where you as a guest are gonna pick out your three best players Arsenal players and um, against uh, against Leeds. Yeah. Um, the player you thought was third best in Arsenal, you give one point and a motivation. Uh, second mm-hmm. best, two points and a motivation. And the best Arsenal player, you give three points and uh, a little more motivation. Why? Okay, and these sure. points go to uh, a table where we, in the end of the season, by the end of the season, could see which player has been the best in Arsenal the season 21-22 just three games left, so it's starting to be um, uh, exciting. Uh, are you aware of the D- rules? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. Uh, who's who's, who's kind of leading the way at the moment?
0: I love that you ask. Odegaard uh, is number one. Uh, Smith, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smith Rowe, yeah. number two. Uh, Bukai Osaka, number three. And Aaron Ramsdale uh, got the four, fours, uh, fourth place trophy.
1: Interesting. Smith Rowe's quite high up given he's not played that much, but I guess he did have a very good period, didn't he? Yeah, in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. One of my three picks are on that list. Really?
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Um, Exciting. Uh, Well, the the third best player against Leeds. Okay. Who was it? One point.
1: I had a real toss-up because I thought about Erdegaard, but Erdegaard's mm-hmm. just always good, so... He is, um, he's so good. You know, he's
0: so good. Yeah, he's go on. so
1: good. But I didn't go with Erdegaard. I thought about Tomiyasu because I thought he did really, really well playing mm-hmm. out of position, and you know I think that's a really nice option we have. In the end, I went with Gabriel Martinelli mm-hmm. um, just because he made a brilliant run for that for that Nketiah goal, and he was a constant menace. I think... You know he's much stronger than he used to be mm. you can see that he's able to kind of hold his own in the challenges and um he just needs to find some composure when he's shooting like i think he scored some good goals this season but he could have had five or six more yeah. no doubt and he should have had at least one yesterday um so he's yeah he was my third place pick for for yesterday
0: uh, um you know, in the second half, when I uh, earlier when I talked about we were a bit unlucky, I think Martinelli ha- had like two, three shots uh, that mm. he maybe should score at least one. So I know what you're talking about, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's had moments in games, you know, the Liverpool game, I can think of the City game, you know, where he's just, he's very, very dangerous and he makes defenders very nervous. But he hasn't quite found the clinical shooting that, you know... Cuts you, you know, makes you know, makes you stand out from the crowd, basically. But he's still young; he's so yeah. raw. Yeah. There's so much potential there, um, so yeah, all good. All not right. worrying about it too much. No, no worry.
0: Yeah, he's, he's uh, really, really good. Uh, the second best player against
1: Leeds. Uh, I, you can't not put a guy in who scored two goals mm. in the top three list. Yeah. So Eddie and Ketier, um very pleased that it was for him and against Leeds, obviously he was on loan there a couple yeah. of seasons ago. Um, thought the second goal was really nicely taken, you know, the ball was slightly behind him, but he still found, found a way to kind of put it away. Obviously the the first goal you don't really even need to talk about, you know, Nketje does that chasing down all the time and um, it's just amazing in this day and age that so many goalkeepers sort of forget that he's going to try that and um, yeah, good on
0: him. So many goalkeepers still think that we play with set. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah I mean that's true I mean it. yeah I mean yeah that's very true there's no way that Lacazette would have had the energy to go sort of charging from the first minute he'd be saving his energy I think for you know try and get through to half time yeah Eddie <laughs> seems to be playing at the moment like with a you know like he's he's proving people wrong he's got that chip on his shoulder I think he said after the Chelsea game and um, he was very unlucky obviously not to to have a goal against Manchester United yeah uh, and you know, could easily have scored against West Ham on a couple of occasions. So I'm just really pleased that he's scoring. Um, great timing for him, obviously. You know, if if he doesn't want to stay at Arsenal, he'll have all manner of clubs chasing him now. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, maybe well, he will stay.
0: What's your thoughts about he uh, not celebrating his first goal?
1: I wasn't sure if it was more. I don't know if it was so much about the Leeds connection as it was just sort of celebrating the cock-up of a goalkeeper. Ah, right. right. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because he seemed quite happy to kind of celebrate the second one, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, because I was going to ask you about that. Uh, what's your thought about Cedric celebrating his second goal more <laughs> than
1: than Ketje himself? Oh, man. Like... One of the reasons why I want this season to be over is that so Arsenal can go and buy someone who isn't Cedric to play when Cedric is around. I, uh, uh, he seems like a nice guy, but the guy drives me crazy on the field. So, um,
0: yeah, with yeah. all the crossing, uh, we talked about this like a million times on this podcast. All his crossing, like in the yeah. in the in the second half, we know things start to get nervy, and Cedric gets the ball. You can you can almost hear the whole team shout. Cedric, don't. don't cross it. Okay, I will cross it. Like yeah. crossing in, crossing in, crossing in.
1: Oh, yeah. It's it 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 is. I mean, yesterday it was really frustrating. Really frustrating. But, um, I I I recognise that Arteta thinks he's a good, solid professional, mm, and um, yeah. you know, I think maybe there is something to be said for a guy who really enjoys. Other players on the team scoring goals, and he's keen to kind of be in that moment with them. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know if you heard that Aaron Ramsdale was on the Peter Crouch podcast last week. Yeah. And um, he was was, he was, was th-
0: there when they were riding the bike through London? You know, with a. Um, oh yeah. And he yeah. was wearing. No, yeah, it was part of that his... same oh,
1: thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. And um, he was kind of asked about who the I guess the term would would be teacher's pet uh-huh. in you know and um, he said well you know Erdegaard's always talking to Arteta in Spanish and they're mm. talking tactics and stuff but he said that um, Cedric thinks he's like some kind of Pep Guardiola like he thinks he's a tactical genius or something so um, if that is the case look out for Cedric being the manager of Arsenal Football Club and everybody playing <coughs> long crosses every five minutes <laughs> wait a second
0: so Cedric thinks of himself like a Guardiola
1: yes. oh yeah I oh think he's God. got this that's what Ramsdale said anyway
0: it sounds like Cedric is the new Bentner.
1: <laughs> I don't know if there's quite so much womanizing. Uh, the,
0: no, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know. All I know about Cedric is like he defends on all four, like you know when, yeah. he, when he did against United, and he likes his crossing. centipede. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was funny scenes. Oh,
0: um, but all right, the third best player against Leeds. Interesting. So my
1: pick, my pick for the for man of the match was Mohamed El Nini. Um, I just, I just really like Mohamed El He's always a solid mm. seven out of ten player. But yesterday, I thought he was really, really good. You know, you can see now that he's playing with so much confidence. Like he was spraying passes out to the wings. Um, a tackle that he made in the centre of the park, as the ball ran loose, the one just before um, the Pepe. Uh, had the chance to run free was just uh, just exactly what you needed in that particular moment like someone going hell for leather for your team and you know the crowd was suddenly just hugely into him i it's it's really rare for a player to stick around as long as he has not get the minutes and yet still every time he comes in sort of almost remind everybody that there's this good quality player there um I know today that there was reports from the Athletic David Ornstein saying that the club are going to offer him a new deal. Yeah, I think going into a season where you got European football, I hundred percent support a real solid yeah. squad player like that. Mm-hmm. He's really mm-hmm. popular. I, I I kind of think of him like a James Milner character. Yeah, like you just want those people in your squad. Yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah, yeah. you want you want their experience, and let's remember, you know, he's closing in on like a hundred caps for for Egypt. Um, I think in many respects Arsenal benefit from the fact that he doesn't get dropped at the national team level just because he's not playing uh, for Arsenal because I think if that was the case then I think he'd he'd, he'd go but mm-hmm. I think he'll stay um, even though there'll be loads of offers for him there would be so many teams who'd want him um, but Arteta likes him you know they play together for six months um, yeah I, he seems like a really really nice guy and I know Arteta keeps saying this recently good things happen to good people true so, true true Um, yeah he gets my vote three points I suspect at this point in the season it's going to be a bit late for for him to win the overall uh, points tally a bit late uh, a bit late but
0: three points uh, is three points three points is three points uh, and I agree. Uh, I think El Nenny was really, really good uh, yesterday. So good that I think my neighbors uh, think that I <laughs> got a dog called Mohammed because I was screaming <laughs> so loud so often in, in Swedish, obviously. Like, well done, Mohammed! Well done, <laughs> Mohammed, Well done! So, you know, at my TV, so loud. So I think my neighbors uh, now think that I got a dog named Mohammed, sir, so, and... Um, so mate, maybe. Yeah, maybe
1: maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> you should get one, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe well we done,, Mohammed. well
0: done, well done, Mohammed, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really, really good, and uh, like I said, it come in this four games, is it now, is it not, four, uh, four games, four yeah. wins, yeah, yeah. from yeah. the cold, from the cold, and r- real yeah. solid player, real pro, um, so definitely deserve these three points, I think.
1: Good. Oh, I'm glad I made a popular decision. Yeah, 100%. Uh,
0: Andrew, before I let you go and wrap up, I know we talked some about the upcoming Spurs game, but mm. I think chronologically we should end with some Spurs talk, or Arsenal Ars- Spurs Arsenal talk. Yeah. Um, again, I'm so nervous just to think about it, so I think we're going to quit there. Andrew, thank you very much. No, you're just kidding. Um, Your thoughts about it, basically. What do you think? I just... I know what I want to happen. But you don't want to talk about it, do you? It's like breaking the spell, breaking the magic.
1: You know what? There's there's something really funny about this game in that Spurs moved into this stadium... It's two and a half years ago, I think? Or just coming up to two years ago? No, more than that. Maybe three years ago. And this is the first time that there will be a North London derby where the Arsenal fans will be there um, at their stadium um, are you going no I'm not I'm not going to go I'm going to sit behind the sofa with a pillow over my face All right. um, watching it but I do think there's going to be you know the away support has been incredible this season mm, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, having some away support will be helpful to the, mm. to the team they've really taken and been galvanized by that in terms of how the game plays out, what our tactics should be, I mean, I don't think Arteta's is going to send them out there to kind of be negative. But Spurs have struggled a lot against sides who who play with a low block and then hit them on a hit them on the counter attack. Yeah. Um, that said, you know, Brighton turned up recently and 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 played an incredible game, just dominating pretty much from start to finish, being on the front foot. And you know, I'd I'd love to see us doing that. Um, In my heart of hearts, I hope Ben White's around because I think his pace will be more useful than Rob Holding Mm -hmm. against Son. Um, We obviously have to make a decision about who plays in the fullback positions. Um, Who would you pick? uh, Tavares might be too much of a risk for a game like this. You think? Um, Yeah, (laughs) so I think that means we have to stick with Cedric even though he gives me the Mm heebie-jeebies as well. Um, So it could well be... You know, pretty similar to to yesterday, but I'd I'd hope to bring in Ben White for holding. But yeah. to be fair to Rob Holding, he's playing again like so many of the others, like with a lot of confidence. So um, if we did have to have him in, we could do it. Uh, otherwise, I think the team pretty much picks itself, right? Yeah, it's yeah. maybe a toss up between Smith Rowe and Martinelli, but otherwise, it's it's all all the same. Um, yeah, I, I I I'd love us to make a fast start. At the same time, I'd love us to just get to half time and for it to be nil nil because you know, the the home fans will get nervous. They'll have to push for something. That could open things up, could give us room to go on the break. I think the, the the key thing for us, and we've shown that so many times this season, if we can get ahead, that could that you know, if we can score the first goal, that could make it'll make all the difference to us, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's a it's a tough game because you don't want to go uh, all guns blazing because uh, Tottenham mm-hmm. are so good on the counter. Um, but, but at the other hand, you don't want to give uh, the game to them if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go there and go for a draw? I don't think so. Um, I don't
2: know. But but I d- a draw
0: a draw would be better result for us than for them if you know what I mean so maybe go yeah. for a draw I, 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 it's it's tough I think I mean if I think if
1: I'm trying to let me think I mean if the game was in the 83rd minute and Arsenal were winning 1-0 would I take a draw
2: no uh, no, I'd get no. greedy
1: I'd want yeah. the 1-0 win but of course you, you know if, if it was one all at 83 minutes I'd be fine with taking the draw yeah um yeah it's all I, about I,
0: expectations right uh, like we talked about in the beginning of the show
1: yeah I mean it's just I it just I I'm I, I'm sitting here at my desk right and the moment we started talking more about the Spurs game I started sort of shaking my leg there's a sort of nervous energy that just sort of kicks in and you know, a, a few weeks ago, I made a series of predictions to myself about what would happen in each game, and I've been completely wrong with all of them. So please don't ask me for a prediction.
0: No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, would, I, wouldn't do that. Um, I don't know what what's more there is to say. Um, well, other, I, I, Otherwise, don't Spurs do, is shit. Like, can you... All Arsenal note?
1: fans, wherever you are in the world, because it's going to be stressful, but we can do it together, maybe. I really hope. Really stressful.
0: Um... I found some stats. Uh, Antonio Conte versus Arsenal. Are you interested to hear oh, that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Conte have faced Arsenal eight times, won one time, draw three, lost four.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the most famous of those was the, the Arsenal-Chelsea one, where after the game, he completely changed the setup of the Chelsea team, and then they went on and won the league. Wouldn't um, you
0: say that the most famous one is the FA Cup final two, 2017 <laughs> maybe?
1: <laughs> yeah, probably that one as probably. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. We've we've I mean playing Chelsea is just we we, we constantly surprise me recently. You know, we've become kind of Chelsea's bogey team. Mm. Antonio Conte, I mean he was so mm. angry about the game being postponed. Yeah. Initially, you know, and and it's kind of funny that I mean I know that the TV companies deliberately held off, you know, rescheduling it because they kind of saw this situation coming. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is kind of funny that it's played out that way, and that actually Arsenal will probably have the advantage going into the game. Um, I expect it to be a pretty vicious atmosphere. It, you know, the Spurs fans are going to take it really very seriously, and if you thought it was loud at our place at the mm. weekend, then. You know, the Spurs fans are going to be in in full voice. So, getting them, frustrating them, you know, do not let them score early is probably one of the most important things because what you don't want is to sort of score early, be up against it, chasing the game, open yourself up on the break, as we've seen so many times when Son and Kane against us. You know, it really has to be a tight, controlled, mature performance. Um, We have to maintain and, and manage almost the atmosphere as well. I think yeah what why i brought up the the away fans being there for the for the first time is you know i think that will be important in doing that because it'll sort of at least the players will be able to hear something on their side oh god i just yeah very very nervous few days waiting for it all to to play out but
0: yes 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 um i don't know what's more to say like like you said my my both my legs are starting to you know Do the leggy thing now, (laughs) and I'm scratching my hair and everything. So we have to like wrap it up before I get a total mess. Um, All right, Andrew.
1: Thanks very much. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to chat. I I love coming on and and, and chatting to you guys. And I hope Oscar's enjoying his, uh, you know, tour of Britain. And uh, hopefully I can catch up with you for a beer whenever you're over next. And um, yeah, best of luck to all the listeners. it's gonna be a mega few days.
0: Definitely, definitely, and um, yeah. Oh, this Spurs game got in my head now. I can't think of anything else. Um, but <laughs> you make yourself some dinner or something. Yeah, we'll You're do that. Going, I'll do yeah. that. Thank you very much, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a nice evening, and uh, talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Bye.
3: Tjena då är vi här igen på, med resepodcast. Resingslag, det gör vi alltid, eller hur Tobbe? Stäm,
4: Stämmer. Ja, första frågan, var är vi någonstans, Toméas? Belfast, Nordirland är vi. Precis alldeles är väl 10 grader och regn i luften. Eller det regnar också. Det är väl som att man förväntar sig av storbetalning generellt.
3: kan också rapportera att George Best flygplast inte är så mycket av Best.
4: Ja, otroligt blyg flygplats för låt säga Men det är
3: kul att vara här Anlände från London Eller flög från London i morse Ja Gårdagen var ju Rolig som fan Vi får väl ta det från början Hur började dagen Tobias?
4: Dagen börjar väl med att vi vaknar Ja det brukar jag de flesta dagarna göra Ja Och sen eh, ner. Eh, några av grabbarna var väl lite trötta. Eller eh, alla var väldigt trötta. Så vi blev väl blandad eh, frukost eller inte. Eh, och så sen så drog vi till match. Eller till 12 pins. Vi tänkte vara där på eh, låset 11. Men vi var lite sena. Så vi använde väl typ 25 minuter efter att öppna. Och då är det alltså smockat ute. Eh, flera hundra människor där inne. Ja. Uh, som det ska vara. Solen skiner
3: och uh, träffa många vänner som man inte har träffat på länge. Före nåna Nora eller ja, uh, vi kanske inte ska nämna så många. Nej, <laughs> uh, med Lisa och Peter, uh, Peter Kling och ja, uh, Hommar var med och
4: Gunner on the road.
3: Ja, uh, men det var ju senare förkolla. Vi träffade ja. Gunner on the road, men uh, shout out till honom ja. Men det är ju så att vi sitter här i hotellrummet och vi har ju andra gäster med oss också. Så jag vänder frågan till min goda vän Pontus och frågar han Vad var Pontus första intryck av att anlända i Finsbury Park på självpins. Ja,
5: nej jag måste ju säga det. Jag, jag har ju hört mycket om Premier League fotboll och när man har pratat med Oskar, Tobbe och även andra då. Och folk pratar ju hur gott om den här stämningen och det är. Så man hade ju ganska höga förväntningar inför matchdag, men nej, jag trodde aldrig det skulle vara så här bra. All den kärleken, gemenskapen som finns runt omkring, som Oscar när du får en kram på läktaren av någon person efter 2-0 var du va? Ja, 1-0, redan efter 1-0 och sen även efter 2-0. Han, ja. han var fram
3: och kramade mig många gånger sedan. Ehm. Som det ska vara då, ingen aning om om vad man heter, man presenterar sig inte eller någonting, utan det är bara... Det är bara ren ren kärlek. Ren eufori.
4: Som det ska vara. Ska jag berätta mitt perfektiv då, så är det som jag berättade i förra på den, att jag satt på Tolnington och kolla med två andra som inte hade biljett heller då. Och det är ju väldigt intressant generellt då. Började med spela ut en öl över en av dem Då var man ju på gång sen
3: Ja och så inne på arenan då Så det stora som hände igår Var ju att vi fick The Angel spelades inne på arenan Precis innan matchstart Louis Dunford var på plats Låten heter nu också Om ni inte har sett det The Angel Nå för London forever Om man bytt namn på Spotify Okej Så det var intressant Och var kul att se de här klippen efteråt Hur rörd han blev Med att hela väktaren sjöng den här låten det spelades även efter Matchen var slut Ja, det, Jag tyckte personligen att det var väldigt underbart Att få sjunga denna låt Det var hyfsad inlevelse Tror jag Eller vad säger du Pontus? Hade jag någon inlevelse? Ja men det skulle jag absolut säga Ja det är bra Men annars överlag, det var rätt bra tryck inne på arenan igår som det har varit många gånger den här säsongen Speciellt i första halvvek Sen vaknade lidsvänsen till i andra och Men överlag bra tryck inne på arenan som Det har varit den här säsongen till skillnad från tidigare säsonger kanske inte har varit känt för så bra
4: atmosfär Det har vi ju, alla vet väl det, som har någonting med oss att göra att det har Av motståndarfän Kallas för The Library ja, Då är det ju ett bibliotek jag vill vara på numera då. Uh, Nu var jag ju inte där lustigt nog Men uh, ja Det är ju lite mer ljud Nu för tiden än vad det hade varit kanske för tio år sedan till exempel. Ja
3: Sen eh, efter matchen så Tog vi oss ja, En börjare såklart Som så man måste ha på vägen bort Till Tollington och sen in till Torlington. Där var också knarfullt kan man säga Det var nästan att vi inte skulle få komma in
4: Men shoutout till Lin som alltid löser, som man kommer in, inga konstigheter. Lust, lustigt med det här är när man får, oh, hur fan hade ni bord där inne, det var ju så jävla mycket folk. Och så jag fast jag satt ju där typ fem timmar igår. <laughs> så att uh, det var, ja uh, och de andra hade en liten paus då och jag har ju inte ätit så mycket. Så det var det var flytande föda där för mig på, på Tollington. <laughs> kan man säga. Det var
3: många roliga saker som vände det på Tallington. Jag tyckte det var väldigt roligt att få träffa Coach Beard från uh, serien Ted Lasso. Han var på Tallington med en av våra tidigare gäster, James McNicholas Gunnar Och fick jag även träffa Clive, trevliga som alltid så har ni inte hört det så kan vi, finns de har varit med i våran podcast eller så får man lyssna på Arslog eller Arscast eller
4: eh, eller Ars no Vision podcast. Ja, lustigt nog också en annan grej som jag börjar snacka med en kille där är jätteschyst schyst tröja av En gammal klassisk GVC borta borta ställ 93 tröjan. Ja, Shout out
3: till Filip den snyggaste tröjan.
4: Jag hade inte totalt att det var 93, så jag bara fyller i det ja. så det låter som att jag kan exakt vilka det var. Um, nej, men 93 tror jag. Och så, så jag gav en komplimang så började vi köta. vad är ni ifrån då? Ja, Sverige då. Ja, ah, jag lyssnade på en podcast eh, varsin eller Göteborg. ja vad det är ju för fan jag. <laughs> och, så, och, och han så pekade på Oskar och Det var ju helt bizarrt att när han fattade 10-15% så han var han på att lära sig svenska. Alltså det är ju helt orimligt att han gör det. Uh, men Nej, det var stort, så, det var otroligt märkligt.
3: Så, ju så big shout out till James som uh, lyssnar på den podcast och uh, lär sig svenska. Och jag ber om ursäkt för allt dumt språk. Du är troligtvis lär dig av oss. Men vi uppskattar enormt mycket att få träffa dig och uh, att du kom, pratade med oss. Och tack, Filip, för att du bjöd på ÖL också. Filip swishade ju mig 200 spänn så jag skulle kunna bjuda gems på ÖL. Ja,
4: det. Ja, det var fint gjort, Filip. Ja, jag vet inte om vi har så mycket det, mer. Och... Alltså, det är, det är, sen fortsatte ju kvällen som ser bar. Efter en vinst ser är ju alltid, ni vet ju, de som är på Sears. Det är lördagsmatch. Det var inte lördagsmatch. Men, ja, men lördagsmatch till exempel, och så vinner man. Då är det ju blött. Ja, nej, men det var jätteroligt... Tallington. Vad får
3: vi väl ställa frågan en gång till till Pontus? Vad förväntar du er att det skulle vara så mycket tryck
5: in eller efter matchen som det var på pubben? Nej, nej det gick absolut inte och just den här visst jag kan hade nog tänkt att det skulle vara lite tryck efter matchen men ja kanske en timma. Men ja, hur länge var du tryckt där inne på talringtal?
4: Ja, vi lämnar ju vid halv 7 mm. och då var det fortfarande väldigt mycket folk där och på utservern och allt sånt. Men allt det där har ju beror på nu nu fightas man om en nästan en tredje plats då är ju väldigt inom inom en räckhåll för Och jag tror att det vart klubben är på väg det reflekteras också i hur mycket folk vill stanna och njuta av att det går bra igen då för Med covid och allt och fan jag nu varit och krig och vad fan som hände i världen så är det nog när ett lag vinner faktiskt och sådär. Och så där då, då vill man ju, då vill man ju fira. Och fira gjorde vi roligt kungligt kan vi säga. Ja, absolut.
3: Kan vi, en utav de låtarna som gick längst. Det var intressant tyckte jag när de drog igång. With the North Bank och klockan. Den skanderades en stund. Det var inte en gång, den gick i några minuter i sträck där. Det intressant. Bra tryck, som sagt.
4: Jag vet inte om vi har så mycket mer att alltså, säga. Jag... Pontus, du har ju varit på fotboll i övrigt. Du håller ju på ett annat lag i Europa. Men hur står det här sig kontra då Barcelona som du tycker mm. Jag har ju faktiskt sett
5: Barcelona på plats. Du har du inte det? Okay. Nej,
4: jag har varit där men off-season.
5: Jag har däremot varit på Bernabeu. Och det är ju mäktig stämning. Och det är ju högt ljudvolym där också. Men det är ju mer vi en målchans eller busvisslingar. Det här är ju festivalstämning. Alla som sjunger med och den här biten, det, det går inte att mäta sig.
4: Men just det går också gå till matchen. Vi gick ju från 12 Pins till via ja, inte riktigt via Highbury. men Blackstock Road bla, bla, och, bla, och, och för via Arsenal Station upp då. Och det är och så solen ute. Det är liksom härligt väder. Våren är här, det går bra. Det var väldigt liksom, vad ska man säga? pittoreskt eller gemütlig stämning liksom när man går dit. Finner köpt lite merch också. Ja, eh,
3: det, det, det sa jag ju faktiskt till Pontus och de andra grabbarna som var med, Niklas och Fredrik, att eh, ni kommer att märka det att publiken kommer att leva sig med allting som händer och det tror jag vi... Det märktes nog ganska snabbt att eh, publiken lever, med, lever sig med väldigt mycket i allting som händer på ett helt Var det, några,
4: var det några svordomar eller någonting som skanderades också, eller? är inte så mycket som jag tänkte på. Det är lite tråkigt. Det... Ja. Man vill ju ha det med engelsk hoppa. Ja. Dumman ska ju få höra det liksom. Ja, så... jag, fick,
5: jag fick ju själv dra en. Ja. Det är lite som en bucket list. Ja, det var det, var det Fantastiska fucking wanka.
4: <laughs> bra där, bra där. Till dumman eller till, vad heter det, bänkkamraten? Nej, det var väl vi röda kort-situationen där. Ja. Med kopplingen. Ja, det var ju det. På tv i alla fall så sa jag ju det. Där syns det jättetydligt att det, jag tycker att det är rött direkt. Men jag förstår att en domare kanske inte tog det på studsen. Så, beroende på var han stod.
3: Ja, men vi ska väl inte bli för långrandiga utan vi får väl lämna över till Filip igen. Ska vi ju
2: utgöra
4: Ebbelfast osäker ikväll.
2: Ja,
3: nu ska vi nog till (laughs) Titanic-museet. Ha det bra!
0: Så, tusen tack för det Oskar och Tobias och tusen tack till Andrew Allen. Som ni hittar på ArsBlog News, skriver han för, och ni hittar han på Twitter på A. Allen Sports. Och hans egna podcast nu då, som har haft lite upphåll. Men som vi låter som kommer tillbaka. Den heter Left field, och den rekommenderar verkligen. Det är en av mina favoritpodcasts. Så det har varit lite tråkigt och tomt nu när den har haft upphåll. Men fantastiskt att den är tillbaka. Så håll koll på det i era poddspelare. Left field, alltså. Uh, och det största tacket som vanligt går ut till alla er som har lyssnat. Tusen tack till det. Fortsätt lyssna. Fortsätt gilla. Fortsätt dela. Fortsätt kommentera. Fortsätt komma kommentarer. Uh, tusen tusen tack för det. Uh, som jag sa där i snacket med Andrew så började mina nerver komma igång för fullt här när vi pratar Spurs. Uh, och jag har fortfarande inte nervat av mig så att säga. Så jag ska wrap it up och gå och göra någonting annat. Få tankarna på något annat. Så... Tre poäng på torsdag eller en poäng på torsdag. Det match på torsdag i alla fall mot f- f- Spurs. alltså Ni har ju själva jag kan inte prata längre. Jag slutar. Tusen tack för att ni har lyssnat. Ha en fin vecka. Vi hörs på måndag igen. Då är Tobbe och ska tillbaka hoppas vi. Så nej fan vi hörs ju på tisdag nästa vecka. Bra där för måndag spelar Arsenal match mot Newcastle. Det var det också. Jag kommer ihåg det. Så vi hörs på tisdag nästa vecka. Då är det podd på tisdag. Då får vi hoppas att Oskar och Tobbe kan vara med. Så ska vi snacka om spurs matchen och Newcastle-matchen. Och kanske förhoppningsvis sitta här med ett glas skumpa. Om det har blivit Champions League-plats tills dess. Det kan jag säga. Har det blivit Champions League-plats på tisdag nästa vecka. Då kommer jag sitta här med ett glas eh, bubbel. Löfte här och nu. Tusen tack för att ni har lyssnat. Ha en fin vecka. o to be a gunnar.